You're going to have no problems because you're saved. Your life is going to be great. And the unsaved people, they're going to have problems. No, that's not what he said. He said, y'all are going to see flames. Hello, everybody, and welcome to it. You're tuned in to the Abide Podcast with your girl, Misha Solanga. Now, obviously, <laughs> I'm so excited to be back, guys, and I'm so excited to just get this moment to chat to you and not just chat to you, but of course, continue. Dun, 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 dun. Continue on the Psalm 23 breakdown. It has been such a pleasure, such an honor to be able to share this with you guys. I mean, I'm always in awe of how God reveals himself and how in turn him revealing himself to me also benefits, you know, those of you who do watch the, the YouTube um, uh, channel as well as those who listen via podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. But before we get into it, I just want to say thank you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you guys so much for um, the growth, you know, as much as I'm very cognizant that it's God who's been growing the platforms. I'm, I'm also... I'm also blessed and fortunate to have all of you guys reach out with such beautiful words of encouragement, you know, on some don't stop, you know, keep doing what you're doing. May the Lord bless you and all that good stuff. So I I really appreciate all of those messages. And just a heads up, actually, something that I found out, I think, in the middle of the week before I went on vacay (laughs) was that, yeah, the podcast is sitting at about... 2000 almost 2000 listeners so that was really awesome i was checking out some of the analytics for the podcast which i hadn't done in a while but i was like let me actually see if the growth on youtube is also translating on the podcast and it's been very interesting to see that there's been about 1800 to like listeners over the course of the past couple of weeks which has been absolutely amazing um definitely blew my mind but at this point i'm, I'm trying to stop being so um stunned or surprised at what's going on and just get with the program because <laughs> i'm like i don't want to annoy jesus with my oh my gosh jesus what's going on <laughs> you know because it's one of those things where it's like misha you knew this was going to happen and even though i hadn't completely you know reconciled in my mind what it was going to look like I, I i knew that god honors his word you know and honoring his word comes it looks differently and for me it just happened to look like this it just happened to look like um just expeditious growth or you know on instagram and um my growth on 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 the chat on youtube on the channel on the podcast um but listen let the kingdom of god hear his word that's all i'm here for that's all i care about is for people to know god's heart towards them and i'm excited to get into part four that's right excited to get into part four of today's episode um or rather of the breakdown today's episode is psalm 23 verse 4 we've done part one part two part three episode one two three that means if you haven't checked it out first of all where you been ma'am sir get your life all the way together okay now i'm kidding do go and check out the first episode i'm gonna put the information up here you can just click the link and go check it out before i jump into it let's just say a quick prayer yeah Right, bow your head with me heavenly father thank you so much father god for this moment thank you so much father god for this time to be able to delve into your word to be able to talk about who you are and who you are to us what you mean to us and what it is that you have in store for us we thank you father god for your goodness we thank you for your mercy we thank you for your love and your everlasting mercies may you be lifted high and may you be enthroned in jesus name i pray amen Alrighty, let's get straight into it okay so we know that psalm 23 
is verse 4 basically reads yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me that's what king david says in verse 4 of the psalm now we're moving from verse 1 to 3 where king david is talking about how god leads him you know through parts of righteousness and and prior to that you know how he was leading him to the green pastures and the still waters so it's i think it's fair to say that just now that we get to verse 4 and things start looking a bit gloomy right because from verse 1 to 3 they were looking pretty good pretty upbeat i mean the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me besides quiet waters he restores my soul that sounds pretty nice you know it's, it's nice it's warm it's fluffy it's great but now in verse 4 we get into some tricky waters where now he says even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil now it's starting to get a bit scary because first of all, why are we walking through valleys of shadows of death? Why are we dying? Why? Where are we going? Why are there shadows? <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> right? But, G- but Jesus is actually communicating something to us through what King David is saying. We always assume as believers, or maybe it was just me, I don't know, maybe it was just me. When I was younger and I read this verse, I usually assumed that as much as Jesus was leading King David throughout the first three verses, he just disappeared on the fourth one. Because, I mean, why would God want you to walk through valleys of shadows of death? No, sir. What are we doing here? The ghetto. <laughs> Don't nobody want to be in no valleys. We want to be on the mountaintop. That's what we want to be. We want to be in the green pastures. We want to be drinking water from the still rivers. We just want to relax in the presence of the Lord. But that is not the reality of life, and we know it. If 2020 has 2020 and now 2020 one jesus even 2022 lord of mercy we don't know what's going to happen next year but even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death we will fear no evil why for his rod and his staff comforts us and he is with us so it is a myth to assume that god isn't with us that god isn't there when we walk in the valley if he is the god who leads you to good opportunities who leads you through you know um um, um the green pastures the quiet waters who leads you in all of these journeys that are good in your life what makes you think he's not the one leading you through the bad as well don't get me wrong sometimes we do things as believers we make mistakes we we fall from the glory and the grace of god you know um as apostle says uh, apostle paul i think he says um for all of us have fallen short and f- have fallen short of the glory of god it's in our human nature and god knows we are fallible we will make mistakes but by his grace he is with us and he waits for us to return to him through repentance right so there are times when we walk through situations that we have put ourselves in but god is is with us even there just because we're facing the consequences of our decisions and they are not they're not desirable sometimes they're really bad it doesn't mean god isn't there with us because he's a good father it's like i think my dad even as a kid i would do something wrong you know i would still suffer the consequences i'd probably get a beating oh man i got some intense beatings yeah those of y'all who never got hidings anyway (laughs) listen but through all of that getting a hiding from my dad or my mom i always knew that there was love as much as in the moment you're like oh i hate you don't talk to me don't touch me you never said it out loud because that would quantify another beating that would merit another beat down okay you can't be doing all of that not in my household anyway so god is the same though we make mistakes it's kind of like the story of the prodigal son though we make mistakes he has to discipline us but with love and he's there with us so there are times where you walk through the valleys of your own consequence 
Sometimes God didn't lead you to that one. You went there yourself. You wanted to see for yourself. But he's so good and he's so gracious that he's still there waiting for you to repent so that he can lead you through it. Ooh, ain't that good? So, we have this bad understanding of as a believer, everything is going to be good. I'm with Jesus, so my life is going to be Sometimes Ulayi Niwako goes through the valley. Sometimes Ulayi Niwako goes through sickness. Sometimes Ulayi Niwako goes through death. Sometimes it goes through losing a job. Sometimes Ulayini means COVID-19. You know, sometimes Ulayini doesn't look like only the good, like only the green pastures, like only the quiet waters, like only being on the mountaintop. Sometimes God allowing us to uambango Ulayini means him allowing us to go through the valley because it's in the valley where certain things that we're going to learn. Listen, it's so much easier to trust God when things are going good. It's so nice to trust God when you're in the green pastures of opportunity, when the money's coming in, when you're living your best life, when you're living a soft life. It's easy. But then when everything is stripped away from you and you're in the valley of the shadow of death, it's there where God tests, will you really fear no evil? Because when we're in the mountaintop, we proclaim, oh no, my God is with me. He's running his stuff. He comforts me. He prepares a table before me in the presence. Okay. Are you going to keep that same energy in the valley though? Ooh. Are you going to keep the same energy of I love you Lord, I love you Jesus more than anything? Are you going to keep that same energy when things aren't going well? Because I need to for you, your relationship with God is transactional. So he has to test your heart. And not because he doesn't know. Oh, he knows your heart. But he needs to show you your heart. And the only way you can come face to face with your own heart and your own emotions and your own distrust, your own double mind in the things of God is when you're in the valley and things are not popping. And you're just like, but God, I thought you said you love me. I thought you said you're my attorney, not for I know the plans I have for you. We, don't we do that? We do be doing that, don't we? We really do. But it's in those moments where we are in the valley where we need to realize that he hasn't left. He's still there. He's still God. King David says, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Okay? We can't expect only good things from our walk with God. After all, we live in a fallen world. That's just the reality, guys. Bad things will happen. And it's not fair that people continue to do this thing of, if God is so good, why does he allow ABC? Guys, we live in a fallen world. This reality that we are experiencing wasn't in the original intent of God. But now that we are in a fallen world, he gives us a thing of, you know what? These things are happening, but you don't have to go through them alone. For I am with you. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Joshua 1, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Right? So we have a responsibility to keep that in mind when things are not looking good. In the same way that he leads us to the green pastures or through them and to the quiet waters, he can also lead us through the bad. He can also lead us through the bad as we, as we encounter these weird seasons that we often don't like. When things happen that are adverse or that are, you know, not great, we often, we often move away from God, which is not the greatest thing to do, but we do it nonetheless. But God today wants to remind someone who is in a valley season and feels like, you know what, God, where are you? God, why are you not moving? Why is this not happening? Why have I been unemployed for this long? Why is my mom sick? Why did you allow so-and-so to die? Why is eight COVID-19? He says, listen, there's, guys, there are certain things that we are not going to understand. And as much as that goes against our human nature that wants to be in control of everything, we need to understand, 
We're not going to Tlaluhanya everything. It is not our portion. He says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. So we need to get to a point where we are comfortable with the uncertainty because we are not God, right? We need to get to that point. So he says there in the first, I'm going to start breaking down each part of the verses. So let's go through, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right? Again, super important for us as people to note, as believers, to note that we will face troubles, okay? Believers are not exempt. I, I, I don't remember, I think I did a video on Instagram a while ago, and I said, we need to stop thinking that walking with Jesus automatically means you're going to have a soft life. Actually, that's not what even God promised us. He really didn't. Because when we walk with Jesus, we're going to face trials. We're going to face tribulations. We're going to face sorrows. Did he not say this to the disciples in John 16, 33? He says to them, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have perfect peace because in the world you will have tribulation, distress, and suffering, but be courageous. The Amplified Version says, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy in the midst of that suffering, in the midst of that uh, uh, um, tribulation. Be filled with all of these things for I, Jesus, have overcome the world. Okay? So Jesus prepared them. I think, you know, when... Um, Go to John 16 and you read the Gospels. But when Jesus was about was saying this to the disciples, the whole process was going to happen of him going to Jerusalem and being, you know, all of those things being crucified. And the reason he says this verse to them is to equip them with the knowledge that, listen, things are about to go left. When I leave, it's gonna go down but i need you to know y'all about to be in a valley season y'all are about to walk in the shadow of the valley what in the valley of the shadow of death but i need you to fear no evil for i am with you that's what jesus was saying he says i have overcome the world so clearly he's not saying to them when i leave you're gonna have a soft life you're gonna have no problems because you're saved your life is gonna be great and the unsaved people they're gonna have problems no that's not what he said he said child Y'all are going to see flames, but don't stress. Don't fall into depression. Don't be anxious. Don't get scared. Don't be overrun with fear. When you see what's happening in the world, take heart for I have already overcome the world. Take heart for I am with you guys. I, I said this in episode three when I was preaching. And for those of you who haven't watched it, go watch it. <laughs> but I said that. These things, these trials, these tribulations, we are, I don't know if you read the book of Luke where, he's, where the disciples asked Jesus, how will we know that the end of times are coming? And I'm in no way saying that it's end times, but I'm pretty saying we are pretty close. I feel like it's so much going on that we are seeing so many signs that were also articulated in the Bible of things that are going on, right? I'm not saying that Jesus is going to come now to get his church. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we need to have our eyes open, that there are things happening that are alluding to just a weirdness child but i'm not saying we need to fear that's not what jesus said he didn't say fear he said just know be aware but take heart and jesus is instructing us today that when we go through valley seasons because they are guaranteed they are guaranteed there is no exemption for you going through hardship you will experience loss you will experience suffering you will experience some degree of pain you will experience some degree of illness listen there was a time there was a time I had this weird sickness, right? And it manifested on my skin. 
I had not it's like I don't know what to call them it wasn't like chicken pox but it was kind of like it was called patriitis rosea okay very fancy thing for saying basically you had like spots that was super itchy so it was kind it's like a distant cousin of chicken pox which for me made me mad because I had chicken pox when I was a kid and I thought when you've had it once you're chilling but now it came in a different way and I was like wagwan Right? And this was like three years ago, four years ago. And I remember praying. I'm like, but God, I serve you. How can you allow me to get sick? How can you do me like this? You know, I'm a young Esther Bong for such a time as this. How can you? <laughs> Child, I was going off. But the, the biggest thing, and listen, with me going through that valley season of be feeling sick, being sick, and feeling insecure because my, it affected my skin. God is so good in his grace. It didn't go higher than here. If you ask people who were around me at that time, I had it all the way down my back, my 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 um torso, my arms, but it never went over the money maker. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. You know, it never went over here, and and even that was his wisdom, because he was dealing with the pride that was in me that I had about my looks. Isn't that crazy? The valley season serves a purpose child of God. The valley season is where God prunes. It's where God he works things out and he puts things in because that's how he is. He pulls out strongholds and he replaces them with his word. He replaces them with his presence. He replaces them with his gifts and with his goodness. But we need to be submitted even in the valley season and that's something that doesn't happen a lot with people because you automatically assume that he's left me. The mere fact that I'm going through this thing it must mean that God has left me. You're wrong and that is a lie from the pit of hell because the devil knows when you go through something bad your first instinct is to fight or flight you want to run away from it don't you but if you run away from the bad thing you're also running away from god because where is he he's with you in the valley right so 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 we need to move from this mindset of thinking that bad things will not happen to us because we're believers that's a lie throughout the bible go read where did jesus ever promise a soft life holler at me he says in Jeremiah 29, but also you guys need to read that scripture with context. Why was he saying it? Who was he saying it to? What was going on when he said it? Right? Because also we like to quote that scripture for no reason. And you're like, I get it. It's to encourage us. But let's also understand the context. The Israelites were going through a suffering because they were in Babylon. They were slaves. They were exiles in a, in a foreign land. They had no rights. They were living the least possible you know, life in, 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 in exile. And God said to them before their freedom was going to come that don't worry when the time is up, when, when the, the time of your, of your, um, your bondage in, 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 in exile is up. I have a good plan for you. My plan still remains, but you still have to suffer the consequences of your decisions. And that's how God works. His plan doesn't stop. His plan doesn't change for you, but you will still have to sit through the consequences of your actions. And that's just on par. Okay. Moving on. So, like I said, Jesus instructing us that he's with us. In the rough times, COVID-19, he's with us. People passing on, he's with us. It sucks. It hurts. Cry. Feel your emotions. Grief is... Feel... That's the thing. When we're going through hard times, I used to feel guilty about feeling my feelings. And I would feel like I'm bad and I, and I'm, and I don't have enough faith when I feel sad about things. And God is like, no. Feel your feelings. Feel your emotions. I gave them to you for a reason. But never allow them to be God. And a lot of people... 
Ooh, and I spoke about this last last episode in episode three. I feel like our generation is just really led by their feelings. We're very much led by our emotions, and there's nothing wrong with validating our emotions, but it's making them God. It's giving them so much value. Sure, validate them, but don't put too much value on them. Oh, keep it moving. What we face is that we often get dismayed when we face troubles, and it's normal. It's human. No one likes to feel bad things no one wants to lose their job no one wants to get sick no one wants to lose a loved one it but it happens it's a part of life i mean i i i pray god forbid that i don't lose anyone close to me and i'm oh jesus please don't i'm not trying to go through all of that but again if it does happen to happen we need to thank god for the time that we've had with them it's a hard thing to say i know it's a very hard thing to say and i'm sure it's easy to say because if you haven't experienced close you know losses but we often focus on the bad and we forget the good in those moments. You know, that I got to spend X amount of time with this person before they were taken from me. You know, but anyway, I don't know. I don't know why I said that. But anyway, when we are in times of trouble, we often move away from God instead of leaning more closer. Instead of being like, Jesus, I don't know how to handle this. Be a fence. These days when I'm going through something, I don't, I'm just like, Jesus, be a fence. Because with my own power, I cannot stand. I'm not about to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to lean on yours, Jesus. If in this moment you're telling me to rejoice, you tell me to rejoice in trials and tribulations, I'll rejoice while I'm crying. You know? Anyway, King David then says, I will fear no evil for you are with me. So I mentioned earlier that we live in a fallen world and as a result, evil things are going to happen and we have no choice about it. It's not a matter of if or it's a matter of when bad things will happen. Evil people out here lurking in the streets that are trying to harm us, they are there. Okay, evil spirits that are trying to torment, sent by the enemy to torment, to possess, to kill, to steal and destroy. They are there. The devil himself is out here in these streets with a mission and a mandate to kill, steal and destroy. Go read John 10, 10 and you'll see what I, what, what I mean. There's no shortage of evil in this world that we live in. But King David tells us that we should, he fears no evil. So in turn, God is telling us we ought to fear no evil because God is with us. In John, in 1 John 4, 4, uh, he writes there. You are of God, children. You are born of God and you have overcome the things of this world because he, God, that is in you is greater than he that is in the world and that's the devil. So why fear? Okay, it's easy to say again, but remember Timothy where he says, for God has not given you a spirit of fear, da, 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 we know that, right? So why fear when you've got the strongest one in you? And the one who pretends to be strong, he's out there somewhere in the world. Remember, is it, is it first Peter or second Peter where he says, for you have an enemy who is like a roaring lion waiting for whom he may devour. And what I like there is the, is the word where he says, you have an enemy who is like a roaring lion. He doesn't say your enemy is a roaring lion. And that's very important to know, child of God. He is like, he is not. He's pretending to have a semblance of power. He's pretending that he can affect you. He's pretending that he can hurt you. Child, he's like, he is not a roaring lion. In us, we have the lion of Judah, while the devil pretends to be a roaring lion. Choke on that, devil. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, we should not fear evil, especially as children of God, for he is with us. Okay? In these perilous times, we may be, you know, encouraged 
or we should be encouraged in the knowledge that not only does God walk with us and lead us, but he's in us. As his church, remember he says God does not dwell in houses that are made of man's hands, but he dwells in us, in the bodies he created as the church. He dwells in us. Not in the buildings that we, we, we worship in. Those are just spaces for us to assemble as sons of God, as the church, as the assembly of God. That's where we, we congregate. But it's not where he is. He is in us. That's why when COVID-19 started, there was such a shift in the church. People were just so confused because the knowledge of who they are in Christ, it wasn't cemented. The church is you. Where we go to meet is a vehicle so that we can strengthen each other. But we, as the individuals are the body of Christ, and that's where Jesus dwells, in his body. Okay? Go read the Bible on that. Don't, don't argue with me in the comments. Go read your Bible. Okay? Last thing I want to put on you is when he says, your rod and your staff comforts me. Right? He's keeping with the analogy of being a shepherd or of being sheep in Jesus' pasture. Right? Now, a rod and a staff are usually the same thing, but back in those days, they would carry a short stick that had like a knob at the edge. So like a knob kiri, for, for those of you who are South African and you know what I'm talking about. So it's like a, a rod with a little club for my more international viewers. A club at the end. So it, would, it was used to hit, you know, lions, to hit um, 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 bears on the head, disorient them so that they don't attack the sheep. That's what the shepherd would do. And then the, 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 the staff was more like a walking stick for the shepherd as he walks uphill and leads the sheep. The, the, the staff at the edge of it had a crook. So I don't know, you go Google these pictures, guys. There would be a crook. Yeah? So it would be a staff and it would have like a crook like that. So that if a sheep happens to go further from the shepherd, he would hook it back. How amazing is God? Because that's exactly what he does for us, right? When we walk, and in we walking in the valley of the shadow of death, his rod comforts us because even though the enemy tries to come at us in the valley, he will fight for us. We don't have to fight any battles against the enemy. God fights for us. We just have to stand. Ephesians 6, go read Ephesians 6. He says there, once you've put on the arm of God, stand. Don't fight. Stand, for the battle is not yours. Then he says, your staff, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The staff comforts me that even when I'm in these moments of a bad season and I'm going crazy and I make a misstep and I make a mistake, you are good enough that you will pull me back, Jesus. How good is God to us? Yo, every time I, I, I sit and I, and I read the word, even now, I'm just always in awe because as much as I'm preaching to you, it's preaching to me. When I'm preparing it, it's preaching to me that, God, how can you love us so much? In our fallen state, we are so flawed. We make mistakes every day, but you're so good to us. You're so good to us. And I just want to leave it there, guys, and let you know that the presence in our lives can really be determined by a lot of things. Because King David says that the rod and the staff comfort us. Even though sometimes it's for discipline, it comforts us because we know that God is there. And we know that the Bible tells us that God disciplines those who are his children. So experiencing God is, is it's not one-sided, it's, it's multifaceted, but you need to be open. You need to, your spirit needs to be connected to his spirit so that you can discern that this is God's love. Okay, don't despair if you're in a bad season. Jesus is telling you right now that he's with you. He's never left you and he will never forsake you. All you have to do is lean on him. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on what the world says you should do when things are bad, but lean on what God says. Lean on his word and his understanding, not your own. Guys, I love you so much and I'm so grateful for you um, that you listened to this part of the video or to this part of the podcast. If you made it to this end, 
to this end wow if you made it to the end you're a real one so thank you so much for tuning in i cannot wait to share another one with you next week part five there's actually two parts left now it's only part five and part six and then we wrap this series listen do the right thing don't forget to like comment subscribe hit the notification bell share with your friends and family for you know the word of god is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path so we all need that in these dark times we all need jesus to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path so don't forget to share this with your friends but from my side it is time to say goodbye ah bye lovelies